Okay, so, wow, I am feeling really, ooh, so many things. Whether it's the gratitude for being able to get help and support when I feel worry or pain or confusion. I'm feeling this overwhelm of support and validation for some things that I have been pondering and wondering about for a while. I've been feeling so much deep gratitude for being this person that is now eight years ago a different person than I am today. And I guess today marks a pretty significant milestone in my life. It's like an anniversary of a milestone, I guess, right? Like, and it's pretty significant because without this thing happening in my life eight years ago, I probably wouldn't be, wouldn't have become in the direction that I have become inside, right? Like, before eight years ago, let's say, I was kind of this person that was more like surface level, hey, acquaintance style, hey, like, you know, only be able to really help and support people on a, an acquaintance level style, right? But because of some of the events that happened eight years ago, you know, like, transformed me, you know, I was brought to some of my deepest, darkest, rock bottom moments of feeling totally out of control, unresourceful, totally, you know, needing a lot of help, right? A lot of help. It was probably my most vulnerable time in my life, right? And thankfully so, I feel like Heavenly Father was able to plant people into my life that were my lifesavers, that were my lifeguards, that were like, oh, I see you. I'll throw you out a life thing so you can, like, fend for yourself with that thing, right? Because, like, they are also taking care of everyone else, too, right? And thankfully, I was able to get out of that, right? Like, I was able to get, go from a place of, like, hey, dark times, hey, lost, all of this, to spinning upwards and out of that within a year, right? And then becoming to the point where, yeah, I could, I could move on to become pregnant again, right? I could move on to be able to um, blossom this life that I wanted to create, right? And that I was feeling so stepped on to, to create before and, and feeling like there was no potential, really, to do that where I was before, you know? It took... A lot of things to get me out of there. It took a lot of good friendship, good soaking time to like ponder and think and converse. It took a lot of seeking, looking for really good resources and books and and um, just support to be able to grow a life that was just even more considerate, even more thoughtful, even more conscious, even more mindful and and wondering about what what it is that that children really need, right? Like and 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 taking ownership of that 
opportunity and responsibility to create and mold a life and an environment that can be supportive of them as well as an example that can be supportive of them. And now I'm entering a season now, eight years later, where yes, I've been able to strive in that direction for, let's say, eight years, right? And I feel like just recently in the last couple weeks, in the last month, I've been able to start opening the chapter of my life of not just creating an environment for little people, that is nourishing to their soul and having an example that is nourishing to their soul. But what about me? Like what, what environment can I mold and shape for me that can be nourishing to my soul? And who can I find that can be my mentor or mentors to help nourish my soul? Right. And so like, like, taking way more responsibility for that in a way that I never thought was correct or possible or that I was worthy or that I should believe in doing that, you know, because I had a lot of things that I had to let go in this process of really actually, actually embracing this concept of self-love, what the world will say, self-care, all of this kind of stuff, um, because it, it takes time for me to really be totally okay with that and genuinely like gung-ho, like, okay, let's do this. Like we can do this, right? It's taken a lot of things. Everything from a wonderful playlist I've been listening and watching um, from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's all about self-care. And they lay it out so beautifully. They're just so good and honest in this like animation with this girl talking about, hey, you might feel like you're being crushed by all of these things that you've said yes to kind of thing. And like it, it gives this wonderful one step forward and like one like slight edge moment of like, you know what? It can get better, right? Like it totally can get better. And, and, and then the way that they frame self care as like, you know, the world might say, you know, just totally indulge whatever. Um, but then in Christ, it's really cool to learn about self care in the context of like, Hey, let's develop our self care skills. Let's grow in our physical goals. Let's grow in our spiritual goals. Let's grow in our intellectual goals. Let's grow in our social goals, right? And that, let's not, that doesn't mean, I love the way that they describe in that, that little video ditty. It's like, it doesn't mean you have to become an author. It doesn't mean you have to become an Olympian or like some kind of crazy scriptorian or like, you know, be some kind of crazy social worker community worker person, right? Like it doesn't mean those things, but what it does mean is you start noticing and paying attention. Hey, What's an old hobby that I might have had? And what's what's an opportunity that I might have to be able to share that with somebody, right? Like that is, that can be straight on social, right? It can be as simple as like, hey, like for me, I went down to, hey, like what are some child, mommy, daughter, mommy, son dates that I could possibly enjoy doing, right? What are some dates that I could possibly enjoy doing with my husband, right? Um... What are some dates I would enjoy doing with myself? Just like having quiet time, right? Like what and where would that look like for me to just have that time? And then it's like, yeah, like then with the social, it's like, 
or then with the spiritual, it's like, I started off being like, okay, well, is this like studying scriptures? Is this general conference, book of Mormon, like going to the temple? Like, what does this really look like? Kind of thing. And when I came down to it, I just kind of chose, okay, I'll just choose temple for now. Right? Like that'll just be my, my focus. Then it's like, I go into the, the physical realm and it's like, okay, well, the, is this going to look like yoga for 90 days or like, you know, like juice feasting or is it going to look like, um, like sleeping, like that kind of thing. And I was so glad that I chose sleep, right? Like that was going to be my thing. And I was gr glad that I did that because I typically in the past have had quite an intense mantra. It was basically like, oh, hey, let's think about the hardest thing that I could possibly ever do. And if I can conceive it as a thought, then I must go and do it. You know, like that was like my intensity of how I like went for life kind of thing, right? And then, but now it's been nice to actually, instead of go straight up Yang style all the time, to actually step back and really cultivate this joy in the yin part of life, right? Like enjoying having my life goal be having more sleep, right? And then like when I get into the intellectual, it was like, oh, well, I really like this one course unit program that this one school academy does online. Like I might just want to enroll in some of those and just like start learning a bunch of stuff, right? And that was kind of a fun thing to think about. Then, like, another side thing was, like, well, I do want to improve in my math, right? Like, that's definitely something that has a lot of unfinished business. I would love to, like, explore that, create a math club, all of these kinds of things, which I already have done, but just, like, the concept of, like, of putting more into that and, and trying to do that more. And then the other thing was, like, just, like, learning simple and self-sustaining skills, right? Like, self-reliance kind of thing. So I chose the self-reliance thing. And... That's been lovely, right? I chose those things like a couple months ago when I was like first really hunkering down and pondering because um, like around July 13th, let's say, that's when I started reading Essentialism by Greg McCone. And I was blown away. The reason why I was able to pick it up was because I, I had my phone stolen. And so, hey, that gave me this huge void in my life to fill with something else. And thankfully I had that book. So I was reading it. And instead of taking all this extra time out of my day to scroll and read and, and respond to texts and, and all of this kind of thing and be bid like here, there and everywhere, I was just hunkered down in my seat reading. Like, and it was delightful, you know, like I was reading, writing notes, reading, writing notes, thinking. I just had like a thinking retreat for like the last two months, almost three months. It was glorious. Like I was so smitten, so smitten. So that's the way it was for a while. And I've been feeling super grateful that I got to have like an actual summer vacation, right? Like, because I didn't have any distractions. Like, I of course I still had devices around me, right? But I didn't have the personal device that was the most divisive in some ways. So that was an amazing study that I'm still kind of doing, right? Like, I'm not like done yet. Um, 
I'm probably going to have to, like, return it to the library and get it out again because there's probably more people that want to read it. But what I can say is that it really helped me explore this concept of vital few. You know, this idea that I don't have to do everything. Actually, it's detrimental for me to set myself up to think that I should do everything. But actually, I can be empowered in feeling like I can choose one priority, right? Like, and if I have to, maybe a few priorities, right? Like, but other than that, I don't need to feel so much of the guilt, so much of the running faster than I have speed that I used to push myself into thinking that was normal and that was how to live a healthy life kind of thing. So honestly, it's been glorious to just take some time to steep into that, right? So that's been a glorious read. The next read that I'm doing right now is Mitten Strings for God. Like it's this book for mothers in a hurry kind of thing. So this book was actually recommended to me eight years ago when I was doing that struggle year. And, and I never actually picked it up. I always had it in my head, I need to get Mitten Strings for God, right? Like I really need to find that, right? But it just never really came up until now, right? I found it at the used bookstore just a couple weeks ago and I was like, yes, I found it, right? So I've been reading it this week and I'm just in this chapter two and it's all about peace, right? And the one before that was about mornings. And the one before that was like this whole preface introduction about how this lady, this author got into just even sinking into this deep thought process. Because her book is a very much kind of like a gift from the sea type of a book, but a little bit even more applicable to motherhood. Just she really explores this concept of of being so intentional about creating a life that is so soul nourishing and being protective of that and and honing into our nurturing skills to the point where we are actually able to see the fruits of it in ourselves, in those that we love, in which our home and our our general gesture towards life can be a blessing to them with and for, right? And that has been so, so, so helpful to me. Um, it's kind of going along the same stream of what I was learning in my recent coaching call with um, the parent coach. The parent coaching, the parenting coach podcast, like with Crystal Noel. And I have just been so happy, you know, like when I first went to her coaching, it was like, okay, I was like ready. I'm like, okay, we're going to lay it all out with parenting stuff and let's just do this. Right. But now I know like she does this like 12 week thing. And she says actually what she does in the first 10 weeks, she doesn't even touch parenting. She only focuses on self-love self-care, like self-concept, all of this kind of stuff. And it was like such a hot reminder for me, this concept that she covered of like, so what is your self-concept of yourself right now? Basically, she's like, hey, what would you scale yourself? One to 10, what like 10 being like utmost awesome, you feel great about yourself, you think you're the best, da da da, versus zero, right? Where would you put yourself, right? And it was interesting because when I was doing that and answering her question, I was like, well, right now, if I were to just answer it, like with my life and how it is, I just say like a four out of 10, right? That's like 
how good I feel about myself, basically, right? And then it's like, but then we went into this other concept, other part of the question. It's like, of, I, I don't know, just kind of playing with the concept of like, well, but if if everything in your life was taken care of, though, where what do you think your self-concept was? Or could be? I was like, oh, well, it would be like an automatic eight or nine. Because I know there's definitely been seasons in my life when... Things are a bit more organized, things like the pressure is a little bit more off, and I can totally, I have skills to be able to get myself to an 8 or a 9, like totally, like no brainer, right? And then, and then I, I forget exactly what she did in, in helping me explore this concept of like bridging the gap, but it, it came, right? It came to me where I was able to come to the realization that yes, I might perceive that I'm a 4 out of 10 in my self-concept of my life currently with all the situational, circumstantial stuff, and that I would, I could be at an 8 and a 9, right? Um, and, it, and I guess the thought just came to me, or the concept, or the realization, and the paradigm shift of like, aren't I bigger than my circumstances? Like, going back to another, like, you know, learning time in my life where that quote was so important, right? It's like, I am bigger than my circumstances, right? And, and it just got me into this mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm in charge of my PE. I'm in charge of my state, right? Like I was like, you know, it was such an interesting concept because I was almost feeling like that four out of 10 was me saying, oh, this is how I see everything around me. And because this is how I see everything around me, I can only say 4 out of 10, right? But when I look within myself, separate from everything going on around me, my honest answer could be 8 or 9, right? Like when I'm just honest with myself about who I am and what I can do and all of this kind of thing and separate from any external anything... And so it was just this beautiful moment of exploring, yeah, totally, like, totally. I am so delighted to, you know, let go of feeling like I need to judge myself according to external forces of judgments, right? Versus me being able to judge myself according to me right? Like, that's totally separate from any situational circumstance, anything, any other people's likes, dislikes, whatever, anything, right? And just be in my own bubble for certain times, right? If not all the time, right? Like, I really believe that there's deep, deep power in being able to be self-regulated, right? And self- like only allowing for ourselves and God and into this bubble of like, of this sacred place of where we step, right? Like that's separate from anyone else, right? Like you'd think that I would know this kind of stuff because I like am some kind of yoga teacher person that like is always exploring the idea of like, you know, when you're on your own mat, you're, you know, this is your world, this is you, this is your time kind of thing. And I'm so, so thankful that I can also be exploring that for myself now, right? Like I'm just sinking deep into self-exploration um, and where how deep I can go in my own study, in my own pondering, in my own practice, 
So that's kind of where I'm going right now. Okay. I have to say that I kind of believe that... I think I used the same word yesterday, but it's not cliche. It's not too repetitive because I just love the meaning of this word. Because it just usually means... It usually means the depths of feeling like super settled, super cozy, super glad, super grateful. It like, it encompasses so many words in one word. And that word is smitten, right? I just feel so smitten, right? So I woke up today and it hit me again, right? Just this idea that I'm so blessed, right? I have people in my life that care about me, that like sacrifice for me, that will make things happen for me that I can't make happen by myself. You know, like I, I just feel so grateful. I feel so, so grateful because I realize that so much of what has happened in the last couple of weeks here has kind of what some people call the word manifest or has come about in my life because of a deep desire, you know, like, like I just feel so grateful to be able to desire good things, right? And to be able to step forward in appropriate and timely ways in order to allow for some of those things to have space to to cultivate, to plant, and to grow, right? Like, it was a few weeks ago that I was just feeling really low-ish, you know? To the point where I was like, you know, it would be really helpful if we could get some coaching. Like, you know, my friend's a parent coach, and let's just connect with her, see what she has to offer. And then the prompting did come. It's like, yes, absolutely. It's like, Find out whatever she's offering right now and just do any and all of it, basically, right? I was like, okay, sweet. I got full permission to do this. Let's do this, right? Because I was putting it off for a while there because sometimes it can be daunting to look at prices of things, right? Especially for somebody that is still learning to have a positive mentality about spending money and and having enough money for things and and all this kind of thing. To then see the price tag of something and be like, oh. Oh, is that really something that I want to use that much money for? Or, you know, that, that kind of mentality. But it even turned out that it was for, like, it was totally just fine. Because, like, we had our free coaching consultation thing. And, and then even after that, she was able to offer us this special deal thing that made it so much easier for my you know, beginning to spend money kind of brain to be like, oh, okay, we could totally do that. You know, like that's not going to pull us out of our, too much out of our comfort zone with spending and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, that's awesome. Like that is a wonderful gift. Um, and so it's like, yeah, we can't afford to not do this. So I've been doing it, right? I've only done one, right? The free session, right? But I feel like that has been enough momentum to even help transform in subtle, gentle ways different things. Like, I've been reading this one little book, Mitten Strings for God, and it's all about this idea of, of not feeling like you have to transform your entire life overnight, but just, like, take the subtle things that you could do and start doing those, right? Just, like, start little, 
you know? And then that goes along with this, one of my favorite quotes from scripture. It's like, by small and simple things, great things come to pass kind of thing, right? And I'm just like, all about that. I'm like, well, yeah, I know all about that. So that's been really nice. So I've been taking some of that, and then I've been taking some of the learning that I've been having um, intellectually, but experientially too, in this concept of like, okay, so what is my rating of my self-concept right now? You know, basically, where's my self-love meter? Where would it show up, honestly, right now, right? Would it show up as like a 10 out of 10, I think I'm awesome, I'm doing everything right, and da, da, da. Would it show up like nine, eight, like that kind of thing, right? And so as I explore this, first day, of course, it was like, well, actually, I think my self-concept's probably at like a three or a four. You know, that's the whole reason why I'm coming here, right? I'm just like, I realize that's not the number I want to stay at, but I don't really have any ideas of how to change that either. But it was really nice for her to help us explore that some more. So I can even start the process because I told her, I was like, it was just like two weeks ago or something that I even conceived for the very first time. What if I am the best mom for my kids, right? What if I am the best that there could be for my situation, right? Whereas before, I didn't totally believe that. I was kind of just in a space of like, oh, everybody else could do a better job than me. I don't even know why I'm here. I could just be gone and they'd be fine. Somebody else would just fill my place, all of that, right? But then after all this coaching goodness, it's like, no, actually, you know, it started to help me conceive. I could potentially be at an eight or nine, you know, and, and just see that clearly that that's where I wanted to go, right? At least to have some kind of goal, right? So that's been lovely to just like ponder that some more. And then also be empowered by this concept of of realizing where I am in my self-concept if I were to have a color, right? Am I in a red zone where I'm like irritable and like really lost? Am I in a yellow zone where I'm just starting to get like confused, bewildered and that kind of thing and and needing a break, right? Um, Or am I in the green where I'm like top notch at the best of my game for receiving inspiration, being creative? And just allowing for that energy to flow freely, right? And so as I've been taking the time to like really dig deep in analyzing and observing myself in the week, it's been nice to do what what has been taught to me. You know, when I work through the zones, just take extra time to pause. You know, when I'm going to respond from a zone that's... This might not be green, right? Because that's the goal is to respond to life when you're in green, but to not think that you have to respond when you're not in green, right? To realize that when you're in yellow, it's time to actually um, retreat, right? Like in chess, it's retreating, right? Like it's time to go back to home base and just retreat and regenerate some better ideas. And you don't have to go back into public until you're ready, right? So that was, like, really nice for me to just take the time to be like, yeah, I can totally do that for myself. I can totally guesstimate what color I'm in at different times. And I even created a little rating system within the colors. It's like, am I at, like, a 10 green, which is, like, the best? Or am I at, like, a 1 where it's just, like, just getting started, right? Or am I at, like, a high yellow, almost maybe into green? 
or am I at like a low yellow turning into red, right? So that's been really helpful. Like, and in the patterns that I noticed this week, it was really fun to just notice that, you know, for the first day that I tried doing it, it actually turned out that I pretty much had to check in every two hours. I had to check in every two hours and be like, hey, I'm back at yellow 7-8 again, right? And then it took about 15 minutes to get me back into a zone of like yellow 1, maybe green, like maybe green, you know? And, um, and, and just like, just getting into the space of mind to just be okay observing and accepting what is and to also notice what makes a difference and not really passing any judgment of anything really but just being this observing person and being okay with that and and being a useful helpful friend tool resource to myself in allowing myself to learn the process of learning the skill of living in the green even more, right? And so that's been really fun, like really fun. You know, the first day I did it, like it took me one, two, three, four, like four different check-in points where I had to talk to myself for 15 minutes to just talk myself back into green, right? Um, and I kind of thought, man, this is really onerous. Like, am I going to have to do this every day of my life? Like, this is pretty intense. But at the same time, I got into this place of acceptance. It was like, but why would I feel frustrated about doing this and taking time for myself? Like, it's as if I was somehow in a bewildered person thinking, oh, it shouldn't take that much time to eat in a day. I shouldn't be eating six times a day. I should only have to eat once and that should be able to cover me for the whole day, right? When really, it's like, actually, no, like a person actually needs to eat like, you know, every two hours ish, right? Like some people more, some people less, but like, you know what I mean? Like you don't just eat, think you're good if you eat once a day and think that that's how you have like a healthy, productive life, right? Same with drinking, right? So I was starting to see this check-in point every two hours as this like, refueling station for me to like up my up my fuel tank literally you know if I'm like going into the yellow and the red like you don't want to stay there you want to have a full tank to be able to move forward confidently and not have to worry about where you're going to be at like a little bit later like wouldn't that be a beautiful life to start every situation with a green like a bright green light a full tank it's like a road trip right if you know you're going for a long jaunt, might as well start in the green so you can at least have a good head start and then you don't have to feel like you start and then you have to refuel immediately because you're already at low and like already into the red, right? So that's why I guess I forgot about it, but that's why I guess I really believe in waking up really early so I can take the time to get myself to my highest green as possible. You know, I take the time to do some praying and thinking and like writing and sometimes I'll toss in some yoga in there. Sometimes I'll toss in some studying, some topics that I'm curious about and just taking that time to soak just with myself, right? Like, and and with God and, and just really have time, right? Because that's my favorite kind of life. I love living a life when I can feel like I have time. When I can feel like I, I have time to linger longer. I have time to, you know, like, go and check in and do these, like, 
like spontaneous things of just, of just having fun, right? Like, cause that is my fun. It is fun for me to feel like I have time, right? To feel free time and that I can make good use of my free time in a way that is fulfilling and like what I was born to do and all that kind of stuff, right? So that has been a fun journey. So I woke up today feeling super smitten because realizing that not only was I able to start the process of healing, you know, intellectually, my idea about a self-concept and like who I am and that I'm worth the time to, you know, start to like respect and love even more and care about, you know, to the point of understanding and making time for all this observation and stuff. Not only that, but also I'm this person that is also a person that is is healing, right? Like, and giving myself space to be like, yes, this is one of the first times that I've ever really taken the time to do this, right? You know, I heard about, you know, mirror work in the past. People that look in the mirror and tell themselves that they love themselves and all this stuff. And I, that was always like a hundred steps later kind of thing. It's like, when will I ever get to that point where I could actually do that? And not feel completely insincere, completely ingenuine, completely out of my league, right? I was like, and I knew that that would be one of the the areas that I would need to work on soon because I I resisted it so much. I was like, oh yeah, no way will I ever do mirror work. Like not now, not this week, right? (laughs) But lately it's been like, oh, I think I'm starting to be able to get into a place in my life where I could actually be open to that level of depth of healing, right? And it's been nice, you know, ever since I started doing the observation of myself. Then I started to notice, oh, hey, I'm noticing these things that I probably have done for years. Like, woke up one day and I was like, I feel like my teeth are sore. And then I'm like, I wonder if I was clenching my teeth or grinding or whatever. And then I look it up and my whole face is so sore that day. My whole face, basically from my temple down to my chin, jaw, forehead, all of it, right? And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I cannot live my life having this level of pain, right? So then I look it up and then it's like, yeah, typically people that clench have have some stress that they need to deal with so that when they lower their stress, their clenching will go down and all of this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, (laughs) well then, right? It's a good thing I'm on this journey right now of trying to heal this self-concept stuff. Because clearly, uh, it's like affecting me scientifically in my actual anatomy, you know, to the point where I get this x-ray because I was trying to figure out what's going on. And then it's like, yeah, you've clenched so much in your life that like basically it's permanently altered your jaw so that it's this shape now instead of what it was before, you know. These are areas in your jaw that show that you have been stressed, basically, and you've been clenching. And I'm like, oh, goodness, right? So it was good. It was a good observation point. And then, you know, so then I go and do that. And I don't know. I love dentist visits. I actually do. I've been blessed in my life to have really good dentist kind of people that are really good at what they do, really gentle, really kind, and just do a top-notch job, right? And so here I am feeling like I just need to have a dentist appointment. It's been a while, right? And and I don't know, whenever I do a dentist appointment, it's almost like the biggest 
um, symbol to me that I love myself, right? Even if in times past, I actually haven't totally been able to live that in a lot of ways. Whenever I at least do a dentist visit, I always feel this like overwhelming feeling of like, I am responsible enough in my life that I take good care of myself. You know, people take care of their cars, bring them to the mechanics, get their house cleaned, all this stuff. But like, you know, nobody's on anybody's back to actually go to the dentist, right? Like it's one of those things that are so personal that whenever I do it, I just feel like this champion, this person I'm like, yeah, I'm totally doing it. Like I'm actually doing that thing that I usually neglect and forget about and like don't prioritize and nor was it like taught to me to prioritize. And so I'm doing a big deal right now just setting up this appointment and believing that I deserve to have a dental visit, right? So then I go to this visit and I love long dental visits, right? Like, (laughs) so then I'm there and I'm like super chatty and like, I just love every minute of like them taking the plaque scan and I get to see all the organisms under the microscope and I get to like, you know, get to be curious with them about all their instruments and, and get to get all the help, right? All the scaling, all the scratching and all of the buffing and the polishing and all of the x-rays and like all of the, you know, the, the, just like even looking into my receding gum lines, right? And, and seeing the level of gingivitis and, and then telling me how like the clenching and stuff definitely affects the receding gum line. But also what affects it is like um, like bacteria that will burrow under the, the gums and then it'll make a home there and, and eat away inside, right? And it'll start just like kind of eating away at our gums kind of, right? So that was really nice to be like, right, I guess that's another reason why flossing more does make sense, right? Because of course at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, I usually just want to get to the day, so I just, like, brush my teeth, right? But, like, I don't always take the time to do the second level of, like, actually flossing, actually rinsing, you know, doing saltwater rinse or, like, a coconut oil rinse or something like that just to, like, flush it clean, right? But it was helpful to see under the microscope and to see and to have it all explained to me what happens with these dangerous bacteria, right? When they get in there and think that my mouth is their home, right? When they don't belong there in the first place. So thankfully, I can have that nice experience to have some people that are a little more educated than me in the teeth area to just explain to me this concept and help me be better prepared to fight this war against all of these damaging bacteria that are like constantly attacking me basically right and so uh, just being so much better equipped to be prepared right and and to know why I do what I do and and to believe that it's not a waste of time and that it's actually making a difference so I'm really excited because they said that I needed to come back in like four months instead of like a year like and I was like ooh, I get to come more right (laughs) And so that was lovely. So that's why I'm smitten. I was smitten. I just had to come and podcast after I was flossing today. And I was like looking at my teeth. I was like, man, those those dental people did a good job, right? Because before I went, I for sure felt like I 
for sure had like yellowish teeth, right? And I was kind of pondering that. I'm like, does like dental cleaning even work? Like, is like the yellow staining just even gonna stay, right? Like, cause that's like pretty like long term, right? But then even after they cleaned it, scaled it, like polished, like I feel like my teeth are more pearly. Like I really do. I'm like, thank you so much. You did such a good job. And so that's like where I'm at right now.